Hi, welcome to the Business Class ESL Breakroom. We're a company of passionate language trainers and coaches. We're here to share ideas, to improve our skills, and strengthen the training community. Come in for some inspiration, leave with tips to apply to your sessions today. Hi everyone, and welcome to the ESL Breakroom. It's September, and for many of us, we have never lost that association with back-to-school time. And this month's topic has us back squarely in the classroom or training room. Our guest today is Anthony Schock, a fellow business class trainer who is passionate about his job, and in particular, about the process of learning. So I wanted to chat with him about how he views his work, why he recently went back and renewed his certification, and what he's excited about right now in ESL. The idea is that in sharing our own thought processes and motivations, we're providing food for thought for the rest of us as to how we reflect on our work. So welcome, Anthony. It's good to have you here. Hey, Sue. Uh, well, thank you for having me. My pleasure. So first, for those who don't know you, can you say a bit about your own story, how and the why of you becoming a trainer? Uh, yes. So my story is, I'm sure, uh, similar to uh, to that of a lot of uh, trainers and, uh, and ESL teachers. Uh, originally, I was not uh, intending to, to do this uh, uh, to teach. Uh, I was not intending this to be my... Uh, my my long term job, uh, but it turned out to be <laughs> that way. Uh, and uh, my I, my background, so my background is in uh, is actually in anthropology. I, I did uh, uh, I got a bachelor's in political science, but then I started um, I, I started a post grad in uh, in anthropology. And uh, so I would say that you know teaching was more like an auxiliary profession in the sense that uh, <laughs> what it enables you to do. Uh, you're like, oh yes, well that it's, it opens a lot of doors, and I, I lived in South America for two years, and that's uh, that's how I started teaching. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so so, and then I'm still teaching, so that must, must something must have gone well. And <laughs> well, I mean, I know you enough to say more than something's gone well. You're gifted, you enjoy it, and you seem to be really passionate about it and you're very you're definitely the the co-worker who always has the latest on ESL happenings or ESL research so um that's why we wanted to talk to you also to get your input may I ask so you've recently um gone back and renewed your TEFL certification with um a Trinity cert TESOL with Trinity College in London um what motivated you to do that um well I would say that it's it was really to so that I could have uh, something to uh, to compare myself with in terms of uh, you compare my knowledge, compare my uh, my uh, my experience, uh, and having uh, g- going through this course kind of gave me the, the the confirmation that okay, well, I I I've I know that right. I, I can I can do these. I, I've you know, these correction techniques, for example, or uh, this approach, you know, approach to vocabulary. And so it kind of comforted me because otherwise I, I felt like, well, it's not really, you know, when you want to become a professional, I think there's experience, but there's also qualifications. And I don't think that you need to be qualified in the sense of having 
all these certifications to be a good ESL teacher, to be a good uh, business English trainer. Uh, but it does help to kind of gouge your, 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 your level of, of, of knowledge and practice also, because there, there was a practical, I mean, the course was very practical and there was a, uh, we had six hours of, uh, of observation. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, and, May I ask that? That yeah. makes me want to know yeah. your observation. Was there anything surprising that came out of the feedback from that? Well, what happened is that the, the, the observation made you first plan because mm-hmm. you had to have a, a really a formal lesson plan. And, uh, and so you, you, you had to, to see, everybody had your plan. So everybody knew what you were gonna, what you were gonna do. There was no way to like, you know, say, okay, no, uh, I'm not. So you, you had to like dive into it. And basically it was an experiment. And at the end, how did it go? You know, so it's really to see, okay, so you had this plan. How did it go uh, after? I think that was the main uh, learning for me that I got from that. Cool. Okay. Well, I would definitely applaud your conscientiousness because it takes somebody who's very conscientious, self-reflective to actually want to go back and do a certification to say, okay, well, I've learned this. Now I've been working. And now how am I doing at it? So good for you. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, it's, I was going to say, I think professional development is especially important in our field because uh, the kind of feedback we get, well, it, it's really, we don't, you know, we don't get that much. I mean, we, we get out the feedback from our learners. We know when things are, are going well, but we don't get, you know, kind of this external, you know, view from, from the, from other, other trainers, other teachers. So that, that's, and that's why also the motivation to do these, these courses. Yeah. I think that's the, in general, you find that in ESL, um, having worked for other companies, that's often the case. You don't hear much. I mean, luckily with business class, we do try to audit and try to check in on what we do and make it a point um, to check in on our, trainers and make sure the quality is is there which is what we stand for so um yeah it's it, but you're right it's true it's not always standard so what i'm curious about is can you say you know what are you excited about these days because you always have a new book or a new idea to share at work <laughs> yes i my philosophy is uh be excited and i that's that's why i like your your question is you need to be excited about your job, uh, mm-hmm. especially our job. Uh, and if you're excited and if you're motivated, you know that's going to give you uh, that's going to give you make you make your learners feel that as well. Uh, I think it's it's it is contagious. Also, although uh, learners don't always you know they, they don't see exactly. I mean, we're not uh, my my level of of excitement about the you know methods i can't really share it with my learners direct i mean you know uh, uh, theoretically uh but it, it's also i think it it helps um you know fatigue and and you know the, the it is it can be a you know a tool on your, your energy to our job it's you know it requires a lot of energy so i think you know being motivated about something is really so that's yes that's what i do i always get a new book and i and uh Last uh, this summer, I uh, I read um, one of the 
the big uh, ELT authors, uh, applied linguist, uh, Paul Nation, I read one of his books. And, uh, and uh, just before I was learning about this, this approach, uh, which is called task-based learning. Task-based learning, okay. So let's hear it, task-based learning. What's your take on it? Right, so first I wanna say that I think sometimes I have the impression that there's like a conspiracy in ELT. And I, it's like um, you have course book publishers and then you have you know, certified course programs uh, and they want us to teach using ineffective methods. I mean, some, sometimes that's my impression because up until I discovered task-based learning, well, you know, the references I had were textbooks. And what do you do when you, I mean, open any textbook. Okay, so I'm gonna do this test with you. I have business results. I'm gonna go on a random page and I have a section called language of work, present perfect. Okay, so what does that tell me? Uh, and then I, you know, I just, I turn the page and there's another one on working with words. So what does that tell me really? Well, the main, so far, the main movement in ELT, and, and so far, no, because it, there, there was a, a turn, but now it seems since, as, as um, you know, that podcast I, I sent you, Jeff Jordan, uh, there was a turn in the 80s, and that's when the industry, the, the, the publishing industry really came out strong and started publishing all these materials. So uh, what this, the content of the course book tells me is that it's all about getting the language right. It's all about um, uh, um, using the present perfect. It's all about you know, uh, uh, learning these words. And uh, the, the, at the end of the day, you're, you feel, uh, you, you, I mean, that's demotivating. It, it, it is, it's, it's um, you, you know, it, it's, it feels like it, it, it takes all the, the meaning really out of the, um, uh, out of the process of learning. And, and that's uh, when, uh, you know, that's why task-based learning to me was like, you know, a revelation. So how is it different, task-based learning? Can you give me a concrete example? Yeah. So first of all, well, the idea, the basic idea approach of task-based learning is that it's fluency first, okay? So whereas you have the course book, course book is accuracy first, meaning that you learn uh, how to communicate and then you, you practice what you've learned. Mm -hmm. Fluency first is, well, you learn by communicating. So the, 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 um, the main uh, activity that you're gonna do in a task-based language setting is all gonna be about communication. Uh, the, 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 the focus on, on language, okay? The focus on accuracy and on, well, okay, is this the right tense? Is this how you say? That's important too, but it comes after. So I get the idea, but can I ask you, how does that work with total beginners or people who don't have the building blocks to get there? And I'll give you the, the example of uh, communication. Uh, communication, 
you know, you can communicate uh, without knowing all the words, right? And I, I would just go, you know, if you go to another, a foreign country and, uh, you know, you're, you're, if you don't know the language, you just know a bit uh, and, uh, and you're a bit courageous because not everybody does this, but, you know, you're going to be in situations where you're going to have to, you're going to have to communicate. You might not know uh, all the words. So I don't think that you know, not knowing all the words means you can't uh, start with the communicative activity. Mm -hmm. uh, there, I mean, there are uh, there are things that you do in uh, in uh, lower lower level uh, groups. Mm -hmm. We're talking about uh, elementary, and uh, I think it's you're going to have to obviously feed the language. You're going to have to you know be scaffold. And uh, and help learners uh, a lot more. Uh, I believe in that. You know, it's not that's just not me that's saying it, but uh, all the the the, um, uh, the the supporters of TBL say that it's it's not only for for uh, advanced learners. Interesting. So okay. So uh, so I understand better. You you do scaffold as you call it. You do provide some phrases or some basics that someone might need. But so would the difference be then, let's say, if this is someone who's a one leading up to a two really basic, they would um, you just get them to jump right in and try yeah. to achieve something? I mean, I wouldn't do that. Uh, if you're if you're a total beginner, uh, at this point, you know you don't start speaking. I mean, first you need to have input and uh, actually when my what I believe in and that's what you know research also shows is that uh, when you're a beginner while you don't you know I mean it, it, it's been shown that when you look at somebody who goes to to learn a language in an immersive environment and uh, learning an L2 well you're going to see that beginning they're going to be soaking up the language mm -hmm. and it's only after they start understanding so after the meaning that after they they see they hear words they recognize the word and the meaning thanks to the contact that they're going to start using it so um i mean i wouldn't necessarily use task-based learning uh, at that at a1 maybe i mean uh, maybe it's possible why why not i i I'd have to think about certainly ways to uh, to make it uh, to make it possible. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I could. I mean, maybe we should go back and define task-based learning. Absolutely, for the for everyone and for me and the listeners to hear. You know, what is it for you exactly, and then how have you been working with it yeah. in your own lessons? So, I think the key um, the key to, to TBL is uh, real life communication. Right. And this is really uh, about what we call the communicative language teaching, which interestingly, not a lot of people do, apparently. Um, or at least people try. We, we try teachers, ESL teachers try. But uh, it's uh, I think, again, because of the this, um, uh, you know, the, the, the publishing companies and the message we, we get about how to how to how to train and, and teach. Uh, so, uh, you know, let's remember, you know, what, what, what learners want to do with the language, they want to communicate, right? And as soon as we come in the language classroom, 
Uh, our goal should be to ignite the, the, the communication, if I may say, to uh, set the, the, the stage up to ensure that learners are gonna communicate in an authentic way because that's what you do in real life, right? You communicate in, in, um, uh, in, in you, don't, you don't say, okay, wait, I'm gonna do my role play here. Uh, or you don't say, okay, wait, let me, let me learn the present perfect. Or let me learn the past simple and then I'm gonna talk to you. No, that's not how it goes, right? So, uh, so the, 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 I mean, the key I think is, is real life uh, communication and, or, or of course, uh, uh, because you're still in the classroom, so you're, there's still artificial, uh, there's still an artificial uh, feeling to it, mm -hmm. uh, you're going to do what's called a task. And a, a task is an activity that resembles uh, real life activity or that's going to be useful for, for something you might do in the real life. Okay. 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 Now, should I go on? Yeah, I, just playing devil's advocate yeah. in a little bit. How is that different from a role play? Doesn't a role play do that? Um, no, because, it, well, the role play is uh, you uh, putting on a role. So All right. there, there's, yeah, so you're, uh, you're, you're, you know, you have to put your shoes into a role. And uh, usually you have a car, you know, like those role play cards. So you're following uh, what somebody else wants you to say. And of course you can, you can improvise and it's fun. And role plays are communicative, you know? Mm -hmm. um, they're, uh, I, I, I like them and I, I think they can be, they can be fun. Uh, and uh, some learners may, may not uh, like it. With, with the task-based uh, learning is that you are, you can, you can uh, be free to, I mean, you're, you are yourself. And, what changes the, is the, the situation that you're in, that's all. Okay. So you're just, the learners themselves, and maybe I get the sense they're trying to achieve something. They kind of want a result. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's one of the key elements to uh, a task, uh, is that you need to have a purpose. So, okay, well, let's say that uh, we're going to talk about, I don't know, so do you, can you maybe submit a topic of discussion that oh <laughs> my goodness topics of discussion um so it was a bit abstract today we just had somebody we were talking about essentialism time management um how we think about time this was a higher level b2 person yeah okay well that, that's a great example so if, let's let's start with task management so here's one way to do it you could have a discussion first of all discussion on uh uh, what is um, time management? Um, you can ask them to, you know, questions about, uh, well, are you, are you um, good at, at time management? Uh, and uh, so you could, that's one option. Now, the, 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 if you do that, uh, what might happen is that if they're not extremely talkative or if the, the subject is just not interesting to them, uh, it's going to die out, and uh, and you're gonna you're gonna have to you know move uh, find something essentially to to get them talking, and and that's the thing, right? You want you the idea is to get learners to communicate, uh, 
with a with a with a purpose because if you, if you don't have a purpose then you know things can conversation can die out so here's something that you could do make it a task-based learning all right so first you have a stage where you kind of um you know activate any language any vocabulary that could be useful uh you know it could be in the form of, of just a discussion you know what what is uh, uh, time management and um uh and then um you could you could give an example you could you know, yourself talk about your your example and, and, and ask them for advice you know, what, what do you think i should do or do i have a good time management or not you know so anyways get the language started and once you've once you've done that the task could be okay i want you now to decide right now here's a key word so you have these these this can be helpful you have a lot of the time uh, because they're problem solving mm -hmm. uh, tasks are problem solving you have action verbs that imply a solution right so here decide right decide who uh has uh the uh the best time management strategy okay that could be an example among so, the class members yeah okay. interesting okay so then they're going to jump into immediately compare and contrast exactly then they're going right. so they're going to have to uh to to communicate and uh and then they have to you know find uh, agree on a solution so there's gonna, there's like a clear you know when the uh when the task is complete so the activity mm -hmm. is they've met the, the objective because they've they've decided interesting oh i like this okay that's really fun hmm. okay so you start out with sort of your classic um brainstorm warmer conversation which brings up the vocab which gives them the opportunity to get a bit of help and then you set them on it with a action-oriented verb-based decide Love Ex it. exactly so this is one of the one of the key uh kind of you know uh decision making the problem solving um uh problem solving uh task mm -hmm. uh decide you can also suggest is a great one um so suggest ways to so that could be another problem solving suggest ways to uh to be better organized with your work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they, they have to come up with uh, the solution uh, you can choose ranking is also a good way. So if you have, uh, you could have the uh, different. Uh, you can have them brainstorm that. What what are the you know the best ways to 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 become good with time management to to manage your time well? And then it, after you have okay, now you have to rank them. So that's another one. Excellent. Well, I like this. So could you share with us maybe something you've done recently in a session that maybe you've done differently now that you've gotten into task-based learning? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, well, this is really recent for me, I, I have to say. So um, I, I, I haven't had a lot of time. Uh, right now, I'm actually busy uh, creating material. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully uh, business class trainers will, mm -hmm. will get a chance to, to see them because that's, uh, that's what I'm doing. And uh, I wanted, I actually wanted to try one of them, one of the, the courses I designed for, for uh, my group mm -hmm. uh, today, but uh, it didn't, it didn't happen. It was a cancellation, late cancellation. Okay. Um, 
So, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll talk about some things I've done. So there was one of them, um, it was just, well, actually, yeah, I did the last time. Uh, and I had them uh, decide on uh, their, their needs. So this was, this is like an intro session. Mm-hmm. And um, because, you know, it can be quite, it can be quite uh, difficult sometimes to, to come up with a, a, you know, a little program that can, you know, satisfy everybody because some people they want, you know, to focus on writing other. Uh, so it could be you know, sometimes a little bit of a headache. I must say, I'm still, I'm still finding ways to, to deal with that. But anyway, so what I did was I had them, um, the, the, the session before that, I must say the session before that I had them write what they would like from the course. Mm-hmm. Then I made a list and I just listed you know, all the things that they mentioned and I mixed it up and I, and I told them, uh, so I want you to choose the top three mm-hmm. on the list and the last, the bottom last. So, um, I mean, it wasn't, this wasn't, um, I mean, this could be like a real world thing. Maybe you have to, you have to decide together. So real world task. I mean, obviously the context is uh, you have to have a, you know, a, a subject mm-hmm. context, which is, you know, relevant, which is, uh, which is based on their needs as well. So if they're, if they're in a company and they tell you meetings, well, you know that the tasks, uh, maybe we can get into that. We can talk about it after mm-hmm. the needs analysis because it's really important. Uh, I mean, here, so this was a little bit of a, you know, the, this was a ranking activity. This, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, yeah, but the, 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 session, the session before that, I had them, it was a get to know you. So I, I wrote, they had to write their name on a card. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they had to write a statement about themselves on another, another card. This is a flashcard. Mm-hmm. So what I did, I collected the name. I made sure that they had to make sure it wasn't uh, they 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 you know, use capital letters, so you couldn't you couldn't match the the name card with the, the information card. So I, I mixed them up and I said, okay, now decide who uh, who you think uh, you know has who you think is the person that uh, you know that matches with the card. That's okay, fun, 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 good one. Yeah. Yeah. So thinking of our trainees trainers and and our audience you know we have a lot of business people um to train and Mm -hmm. one thing that comes up over and over and over again is either in my experience past tense present perfect so if i give you those two things the context of business and either getting people squared away on their past tenses or present perfect what would you recommend a trainer do. Yeah. Well, th- this is a uh, this is kind of a controversial thing. I mean, this is uh, uh, this is precisely what in TBL we we wouldn't do. Uh, what I mean by that is that if you're focusing on the present, if, if you're focusing on grammar, mm-hmm. then you're you're focusing on grammar first. That means that your goal is to get them to to use that mm-hmm. language. Now, with, with TBL, it would be different, right? It would be, first you start on a task. So you start in a communicative context and after uh, you, can, you can focus on some language that emerged from, mm-hmm. from that task. So in, in, um, in, in TBL, 
I would say that, again, this is part of the communicative language teaching you know, current, uh, which, which started out in the, uh, in the, in the 80s. Uh, and uh, you know you have a, you have dogme, which is another another version uh, of that. The idea, the the central tenet is that okay, if you teach people how to make the present, how to use the present perfect, well, I can almost certainly guarantee that they might get it right if you do a little practice at the end. Mm -hmm. uh, there's good chances that they won't. So imagine you so you say you know okay, we'll have. Uh, um, you know, um, tell us about uh, how long have you been working for your company? And then you, you practice that and then you have them do, okay, now interview each other. Mm -hmm. There's good chances that you're going to hear. Uh, I, uh, I was working since or so, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, uh, so that's why it's not effective. That's why the, the, the way that, and this is confirmed by research, uh, is that the way that learners uh, get become acquire grammar structure uh, is independent. It's really something that we can't, we can control it by correcting them, by giving them feedback. We can help them you know, raise their attention and say, uh, you know, when you said that, um, did you, what, what tense was that? Did you use this tense? Was that the past simple? Ah, okay. And, you know, that's the thing. Sometimes they don't even, notice it i mean and uh and because that's also sometimes they're not ready for it and and so there is a, there is um and this is also a big big part of the you know what what community language teaching says based on the research is that we can't force learners to suddenly learn you know a tense because they have their own internal syllabus so my uh, my uh, and I know this is a this this is a kind of um, how we say um, you know this is polarizing because even with learners them, themselves I have the discussion and I know that you probably have where a learner comes up and he says you know I want to learn I want to improve my grammar mm -hmm. and uh, and you have to kind of tell and with corrections it's that way too you know sometimes they want to be corrected immediately uh, and. Uh, and, and they want, they, they, they think that, you know, accuracy is, is the most important thing. Maybe it's, you know, French, French, it's true that in French accuracy is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's not, with TBL, that, that's not what you want to focus on. You don't want to say, okay, well, yeah, the, the past, you, you know, I would say just, you know, ease up, ease on the, on the, on the grammar mm -hmm. uh, and, and focus more on the communicative situation that that's going to give them experience. That's going to practice, and maybe, maybe they're going to be they're going to become aware of a gap that they have, precisely with with a tense that you might want to teach, like the the, the, the past simple. And when they become aware of that gap, uh, that's when you you do the teaching. That's where it's effective. But otherwise, so it sounds like if I'm understanding you correctly, it's something you intersperse. It's a tool in your toolkit, task-based learning, that you bring in. And if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like maybe you're recommending more of that in the sauce, so to speak, so that people get more, more experience, direct experience with the language. Yeah. And then from that, you get the evidence of what they need to work on. Yeah, they, exactly. That's exactly it. So it's when they, uh, when they become 
aware of you know the gap uh that's you know that's the first step to learning you have to know what you're you know what, what you're, you're missing and you want to have to fill want to fill that gap uh, and uh and so yeah so that that's why that's when it's it becomes effective that's when yeah the the, the language focus becomes effective i think it's also a lot more satisfying for the learners i mean to be honest it sounds like something I try to do a lot anyway, kind of in the groups, naturally, just get them speaking, get, it needs to come from them. It needs to be what's important to them anyway. Um, but I think they get the most satisfaction from trying it out. And what we also hear over and over is we don't have an opportunity to practice elsewhere. So you do need yeah. to keep yeah. speaking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and it's language is not an object of study. It's not like biology where you learn about it. It's it's something that is it's communicative. It's it's the really what you need to to you so you you need to use it in order to learn it. Mm-hmm. Don't you can't learn about it because that's what that's what uh, they've been to you doing at school, learning yeah. about it and not not using it. Right. And, and so, yeah, so communicate, communicate, having this, this room for communicating with, with task-based language. Sometimes you don't, you know, you can have learners who are, are really, who just, you know, they just want to talk and that, well, that's great because they're, uh, they're, they're doing it. Uh, and, but task-based learning just can be a way to, to organize the talk so that well, everybody has the chance to participate and, and it's more structured. So it is more structured. So you're not letting them get away with just chatting. You're giving them something to do so that they need to use language and reach, stretch the vocabulary. So can I ask, you know, as we kind of round things out, what challenge might you want to offer some of our listeners or either challenge a situation, challenge them to to try something in the class, or is there a couple of um, favorites you might want to suggest to give them? Yeah, uh, so there, there is uh, a book that uh, I got this summer, uh, which is by Penny Ure. I had that book. Does Did that, you really? Does that work? Yeah, dis- uh, yes, discussions at work. I have it or had it. I don't know where it went, yeah, well. but I have. <laughs> well, there you go. So you've been practicing the Tagalog. I have been for years. 20 years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, so th- this is really great. I mean, I, I opened the page the other day and I was like, wow, that's that's a great idea. And I actually tried it uh, the other day and it, it, it went well. What was it? Tell us. Yeah, so the, it was a, a picture. It was about describing a picture. It was an elementary group. Mm-hmm. And uh, they first, I showed them this, uh, this photographer, uh, his, his French photographer, Henri Cartier-Bresson, and the context was, you know, what did you did you see in, go to any exhibits during the uh, the um, uh, during the summer? And so I said, well, I went to this exhibit, and then I showed them a little clip of this this photographer actually commenting his photos. Mm-hmm. So then what I did, I gave him some pictures, and I said, now you're going to be the photographer. So I want you to you know give us a little explanation. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. That's a fun one. That's so funny. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Is there so, anything else that popped out of, uh, recently? In the- um, 
So in terms of like references, is that uh, a reference or even an actual activity? If somebody's just not um, needs that little push, but what's another activity? Yeah, I mean, just just uh, remember to have uh, when you have a topic, you want to have you want to have a topic, something that the learners can can relate to. Uh, and here's what uh, here's what um, Penny Year actually says about this what the subject is. She says the subject consists of two things: a basic conflict. A problem which can be expressed in more or less abstract terms, an expression in a in sexual context. So, uh, choose basically choose something that's that's that has this kind of you know topic that can be problematic, like uh, you know uh, a company that uh, you know that needs to to reduce its costs, mm. right? Um, problem solving. Yeah, exactly. I think you know use uh, use a use a problem solving activity and and again remember those words suggest uh decide um choose right and uh and and rank you know, mm -hmm. think about these key words and try to see how can you how can you use that uh in your lesson fantastic thank you anthony that's those are great tips and just very simple suggest decide uh rank and uh, choose. Choose. Love it. Those are quick, actionable, yeah. memorable. There, there's one uh, also I could recommend is uh, a book uh, which is called Keep Talking. And it's got tons of activities in there and they're really good. Uh, you know, you can adapt them, but uh, yeah, if you can uh, you know, get your hands on it, it's, uh, it's been out there for a long time. But it's, keep, uh, talking. It's, it's, keep talking. Is it still in print? Um, I I would think so. Uh, mm -hmm. Just do a quick search on Amazon, and uh, I uh, I would hope so at least. Or if it's not, then uh, shame on uh, shame on the on the on the publisher. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I think it's uh, it's still yeah, no, it's uh, it's called Keep Talking: Communicative Fluency Activities for Fluency for Language Teachers. Fantastic! I'll put those notes in the the podcast notes below and. Penny or discussions that work. I have to dig out my copy or find the friend I gave it to. <laughs> well, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us on ESL Breakroom. It's been really a pleasure and informative. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure as well. All right. See you soon. Thanks for joining us in the Business Class ESL Breakroom, the podcast designed to bring business English trainers useful ideas, inspiration, and conversation that motivates. Follow us on Instagram at business underscore class underscore language and subscribe to the ESL Breakroom playlist on Spotify, Deezer, or Apple Music for new episodes. See you next time.